Uh, as we mentioned earlier in the show, uh, MPs returning to the House of Commons today, and you can you can be fairly certain that what Canada is going to do in response to the reporting on Chinese election interference will feature prominently in Ottawa today. Uh, there is a bill that has been introduced in the House calling for a public inquiry that came from the NDP and the Conservatives and the Bloc. Uh, it'll come down to, of course, whether or not the Liberals decide to table that or where it goes. Uh, but the pressure continues to mount. Now, every day last week, we tracked that ever-increasing pressure on the Liberal government to do something in light of uh, the reporting done by Global News and Globe and Mail on the Chinese interference in Canadian elections. But so far, as you know, the Prime Minister and the Liberal Party have resisted those calls. But that doesn't mean that there aren't being more and more voices added to the list of those saying, we need to do something here. And let's speak to another one of those voices. Ira Wells teaches literature and cultural criticism. The University of Toronto, his works appeared in the New Republic, the Los Angeles Review of Books, the Puritan, and elsewhere. Wrote a great piece um, recently for the Walrus. And so we decided we'd reach out and talk a little bit more about it. Ira, thank you for your time. I appreciate you being here. Thanks so much for having me. So I guess the story, and you know what it comes down to it, and the heart of it all, and why I think a lot of people want an inquiry is, we just actually, we, we don't really know the full extent of the problem. And you know, you and I, as Canadian citizens, we just, we don't know how successful China was, but we have mountains of evidence saying they tried, they worked hard, but we don't know how, like, we don't know the extent of the problem. We got to start there, don't we? Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it's very difficult to know. And I think, in all fairness, the experts, you know, the folks who are working in CSIS, who, who would be in the best position to make these kinds of determinations, they don't know. They say in, in the field of electoral interference, like when you just think about what that means, right, we're talking about different kinds of electoral interference, money that may have gone to candidates or campaigns, disinformation campaigns, it's very hard to know how those registered at actual vote changes, right? It's, it's hard to track, yeah. like, why people are voting the way they are. And so, as you say, we need, we need some kind of accounting here. We can't just uh, hope for the best. And the other thing is, you know, maybe it's just sort of this is the last straw for, for a whole lot of Canadian camels because, you know, this election meddling is, is a major, major problem. Uh, and I think, you know, in a lot of ways, it's just, it's just too much. But it's just the latest in a long list of efforts that we know the Chinese communist regime has deployed in Canada. I mean, you can talk about any number of things, police stations, education, the list goes on. Yeah, that's right. Um, uh, one of the, the former diplomats involved with this case, uh, Tong Xiaoling, was boasting that she had personally helped defeat two conservative MPs, um, whether that was a lot of talk or, or what. But, but uh, you know, Aaron O'Toole figures that between, I think he said it was between eight and nine uh, seats had been lost because of this. Um, and regardless of the actual impact, um, one detail that I'd really love you know, to, to foreground for your listeners that came out from a report. There's been a ton of stuff that's been coming out around this, and it's hard to know what to focus on. But last week, the, the government issued this report, uh, which was written by uh, Morris Rosenberg, um, it was, but it was on behalf of the government. And uh, the detail that really jumped out to me was that so the, the prime minister has been saying that um, there has been no impact, that the electoral integrity has not been impacted by the Chinese interference. And he's right. been saying this very firmly, like yeah. as though it's a, a real thing. Um, well, it, it turns out that when you get into the report um, and you try to figure out what, what is the actual threshold at which the government would care, uh, and, it, and it goes on to say that the threshold is being construed as, as, quote, this is a direct quote from the report, 
requiring an incident or incidents that threaten the integrity of the entire election. Right. So what that's what that's saying is that if they flip a riding, uh, if they, if they meddled in a particular riding and put their candidate and their candidate won, or they, they subverted the votes of tens of thousands of Canadians, the government doesn't consider that. Uh, infringement on our ability to have a free and fair election. So they're just, they've defined it in such a way that there's no impetus for them to take it seriously. Well, this is the thing is, and they have, and you're right, they've been very clear saying, you know what, overall, we don't think, we don't think the election was tilted one way or the other. But yes, at a riding level, definitely there could be questions that need to be raised. So you're right. What, what is the threshold? Well, you won by 20 seats. So as long as they only meddled with 19, it's, I mean, this is the thing. It doesn't matter if it's one or, you know, they, they tried and weren't successful in one. It's still interference in meddling and we need to deal with it as a country, do we not? Even one would be too many. Exactly. Even one Chinese-endorsed candidate uh, endorsed by the CCP and flipped, flipped because of some, some meddling would be intolerable. So what about in terms of, I mean, we're, we're talking about criminal behavior. I mean, that, that's the other thing, Ira. If you talk about it, if it can be proven that some of the things that are alleged in this reporting happened, we've, we're talking about people that broke the law. I mean, we need to have prosecution here, too. Well, that's that's another really important point that I don't and I don't know why this has been lost in the noise. But um, another detail that, that really stood out to me from the reporting uh, that, again, this is coming directly from the CSIS documents from the, the government that which the government has seen, um, indicating that the Chinese Communist Party agents encourage donors to contribute to Beijing approved candidates uh, for which they received tax credits from our federal government. And then the, the, the campaigns themselves illegally returned the difference between the original donation and the government's refund to the donors, right? That's right out of the CSIS reporting, that yep. the campaigns themselves returned the difference between the original donation and the government's refund. So what that means, and this is, this is a, a conservative a MP Michael Cooper's point, is that, I mean, he uses the word collusion. He says that the, the campaigns themselves were, were colluding. Um, so it's not just that this is a foreign electoral meddling, but right. that there were people on this side that were participating in it. So I guess the question comes down to is where we go from here. And I think, you know, it seems like most, I mean, all political parties, except the liberals and most of the people that I've heard from say, well, let's, let's get to the bottom of this. So what can we make of the federal liberal response? I guess the question has to be, why not? Why wouldn't you want the inquiry? And I, and I think the silence around that uh, speaks volumes. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know why the RCMP uh, is not looking into violations of the election of Canada Elections Act. Um, uh, I don't know why the government wouldn't come clean about. We know that this happened in. Uh, there was allegations of interference in 2019 as well, and that there were apparently 11 ridings in the GTA alone where uh, candidates. Uh, had been uh, where campaigns had been interfered with. Yes. Uh, by by. China. So, is there some reason why we can't know which eleven campaigns those were? The Canadians uh, not deserve to know if their own democratic representatives in the House of Commons have received illegal assistance from a foreign power. And I think that's the key question that you just asked. Don't Canadians deserve to know? We sh- we. D- I feel 
we deserve to know everything about this, everything that the government knows, especially when, you know, you talk about a liberal government and their their commitment to transparency. Well, let's see it. I mean, I think that's where we are as Canadians. It's time to just let's let's find out what happened here. Let's get to the bottom of this. Yeah, I mean, they used to campaign on uh, transparency and accountability, but they've been sitting on this for 17 months, I think. I mean, they, they learned about this in December of 2021. And... Um, yeah, it's been it's been 17 months, and then they wouldn't have told us at all if it hadn't been for presumably. I mean, I, I don't know, but I assume it's whistleblowers and and uh, and re- really dogged reporting, dogged reporters yeah. who are not giving up on this. Uh, I, my anticipation is that they won't be able to withstand this pressure indefinitely, and we will get an inquiry. Do you think so, or will they actually just say, "No, we're not going to do it"? Well, I mean, as of Friday, he's, he yeah. uh, the prime minister seemed uh, dead set on not on not having an inquiry. Maybe if they get a sense that it's their only option, that there's just no way out. But but again, like we just finished an inquiry. Uh, I think that the appetite among Canadians, the, the idea that you can only get information out of this government through public inquiries is, is a fairly uh, negative attribute. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I, but I also just think just just in terms of politics, in terms of the the horse race of, of politicking. You know, what an asset uh, for the Conservatives to be able to say um, Justin Trudeau is, is, is explicitly the person that Beijing wants in 24 Sussex Drive and in the prime ministership. Uh, it just it seems as though that that has to resonate on some level. Well, I mean, the CSIS documents say as much, right? I mean, that was the reporting. Yeah. They wanted Trudeau in a minority government position. So, I mean, yeah, uh, it, it's it's a crazy story. It is. We'll see where it goes. But, Ira, thanks so much for joining us today. I appreciate it. Hi, it's Shauna. And I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan. And I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.